Catch a pitch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. We land ourselves in the number 29 position of the 50 most relevant last year. He was one of the breakout stars of 2019. The question is, is there any further growth in Tim Taranto? Joining me on the phone, a couple of days in the row now, I've got Fox on. Hello, buddy. Good day, MJ. Good day, listeners. Good to be here again. He's a, a pretty impressive player, Tim Taranto. That is for sure. Uh, across all formats, he had a pretty strong year in terms of his seasonal average. Uh, it was a 1-1-2.5 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team and a 102.3 in Supercoach. In terms of his best score of the year, well, he had a couple of pretty darn good ones. But in AFL Fantasy, it was a 156 against the North Melbourne Footy Club back in round 13. While in Supercoach, it was his 144 just a couple of weeks earlier against the Carlton Football Club. And, Fox, when we talk about this pretty talented young player, he was already showing signs at the back end of 2018 that he was going to be a superstar. That year, he had a pretty elite breakout year for us, didn't he? He averaged 91 in Dream Demons Fantasy for the year, seven tons. A handful of them were over 110 in Supercoach. He averaged 89 back in 2018, seven tons. Uh, Three of those were over 110 as well. And then once Callan Ward got injured, it was almost as if, not that we'll ever know, but it was almost as if Taranto had to step up to become one of the leaders of the midfield, and he certainly did that for GWS. Yeah, he's an absolute beauty, Tim Taranto. Um, He's closing in on 30 possessions a game, six and a half tackles, a bit of a complete package. He is tough, competitive. Uh, He's got a really good tank, uh, great mark got a lot of tricks and wait for it, basketball background. Oh, of course. He's got the Pendlebury's about him. Yeah, too right he has. Well, look, once that injury happened to Callan Ward, he did have to step up and unfortunately... Um, from a Giants perspective, um, even once Cornelio and Kelly also kind of fell away at different parts throughout the year with different injuries, he was probably the centerpiece of their midfield last year. And you you run through some of those stats, it was pretty impressive. He ended up ranking elite in the AFL for tackles, clearances, contested and uncontested possessions, as well as inside 50s, barring grand final day. Now, he had a pretty personally a good one, but barring the grand final... Um, it was a pretty all-round complete year for Double T. Yeah, absolutely. What one forty-three super coach? You know, eighty-nine point loss. Yeah, it's not a bad grand, grand final, final individual. He was one that stood up. Well, there was unfortunately after quarter time, there was not many that did that. Let, let's talk about that super coach year. He increased his seasonal average up fourteen points from twenty eighteen. Overall, he was the 22nd best scorer for total points. He averaged 102, scored 100 in 59% of matches, so 13 scores of 100. Uh, Four of those tons were captaincy-worthy numbers of 130. And you do talk about that grand final appearance. It wasn't his only finals ton. It was the 143 on grand final day. Then he had a 124, a 68, not a good game, and a 109. Not bad in Supercoach, but... 
Fox, he had an even better year in AFL fantasy and Dream Team scoring. I oh, smashed, smashed it in Dream Team. I would have thought, personally, he was more of a super coach player, but, gee, he had a good year in Dream, dream Team. Yeah, he's certain. Oh, man, he certainly did. Look, he increased his seasonal average up 22 points per game from his 2018 numbers. Uh, he was among the top handful of point scorers for the entire year. Uh, in terms of midfielders, um, he was ranked as the third highest midfielder available for total points. And in terms of seasonal average uh, of pure midfielders that we've got available to us, he's ranked at fourth. That's how good he year was. Of, of the midfielders, only McRae, Trelaw, and teammate Josh Kelly had a higher seasonal average than him. Um, 11 games, winning 30 touches or more, 15 tons and seven of them in captaincy territory over 130. Of That's right, 15 tons. So seven scores under 100 and nothing below 75. So he's got good ceiling frequency, good hundreds, and that basement, it's not hurting too much for us, is it? No, not at all. Um, and all that, and he's only averaging 0.3 goals a game. Yeah, there's parts of his game he can improve, isn't there? Oh, exactly. I uh, TAC went at one point four. He's he's a he's a definite round the round the uh, goals. He's definitely a goal kicker. We went. We actually a few of the coaches panel boys went down to see the All Star game in two sixteen, and he snagged about four that day. And they were re- really good goals. Yeah, two of them for a long way out. You could see he's got a knack of kicking goals. So I reckon once he gets that part of his game in, yeah. Uh, Especially Supercoach. Yeah. I, I was a bit bullish on him at that 102 asking price. Yeah, you could build a, a, a case, especially you look at some of those, you know, those final series and some big ceiling scores throughout the year. Um, you know, that 144 against Carlton the following week in round 10, a 132, a fortnight later against the Crows, a 131. Like, it, we've seen, again, is probably some frequency of hundreds throughout Supercoach is certainly a growth area, and that's going to help us because he had multiple games in the 70s. I think it was like four or five games across the year he didn't crack the 80 marker in Supercoach so that's where that average is going to beef up because we know the ceiling's there just sometimes that basement of his isn't as high in Supercoach as it is in contrast to to Dream Team and and fantasy scoring. Uh, I think when we look at Tim Taranto, he's one of the most um, promising emerging talents in the league. He's he's 22 and you know just after Australia Day um, entering into his fourth year in the system I suppose if we're going to be like really brutally honest about Tim Taranto, um, there's kind of one big question mark that we've got. And to be fair, we don't really know the answer, but I'm keen on your take anyway. It's with Callan Ward coming back in, we didn't get to see their first choice midfield throughout the year. And then we saw guys like Green and Williams roll through at the back end once Cornelio got injured. What is... What is the impact going to look like for us there, Fox? The tough one. Oh, that's a really tough one to answer, to be, to be brutally honest. Um, I wouldn't... I, I would say it would stay the same. Yeah. Um, I can't see it. I can't see it getting any, any lower, to be brutally honest with you. Yeah, and why um, would it? Even, yeah, well... Well, he's a he's a brute. You know, he's a guy that they go to. Um, that 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 uh, GWS midfield is, is is pretty brutal, isn't it? Well, it's scary. Uh, You've got Cornelio, Kelly, Taranto, Whitfield, Ward. 
Um, and then you've got Williams and Green that can roll through there. Um, it's like it's 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 as elite as you get, just about. Yeah, I I I, I honestly don't see it dropping. I, I see it staying the same or slightly get slightly going up. He's, he's too he's a he's a too good a player. He's like you say, he's twenty. He's, he's only twenty two. Yeah, he's about to turn 22. Um, They're not going to drop away his rotations. Um, You know, you talk about that final game of the year of the grand final. While, you know, all three of the GWS supporters probably want to forget it. He was a lone hand in that game. He ended up having 30 possessions, um, 14 kicks, 16 handballs, five marks, seven tackles. Um, Like, he did everything everything he possibly could in that game to will his team over the line or at least be valiant in defeat. Um, he, as well with many other GWS boys, is going to be burning from that. I really do think he's got a bit of a point to prove. And crazy to think of it, isn't it? When we talk about his stats, you know, he finished 22nd overall in Supercoach in terms of points scored, um, fourth in Dream Team in AFL Fantasy with Grundy, McRae and Trelaw, the only people to score more than him last year. It's crazy to think that he could genuinely be unique, and it's because coaches are scared off about what might happen with the return of some stars to that midfield. Yeah, pe- people, have, people have been asking questions for the last couple of years. With You know, after he had that uh, the second year, he, he I think he he went thirty he went thirty points more in his second year, and people were questioning there if that if he had much, you know, can he do would it? He, would break would he sort of break out half break out again the next year? And he and he put on another what ten or fifteen in the second year. I still reckon he's got more in reserve. To be honest, when he gets you know those one and a half goals a game. Yeah, well, certainly in Supercoach, I, I can see that argument that he's got growth in him. Just priced just over the 100 marker, there's growth. Uh, in terms of AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, you are paying a, a decent amount because he's coming at an average of 112. But again, Fox, I, I can see an increase potential coming through there. What I love about him is he's just not a, tar- a, a target of the tag. There is, I can't see a world that you choose to sit on Tim Taranto and let guys like Whitfield Field, Kelly, and even Cornelio run free. Just because he doesn't hurt you as much, he's not as penetrating with the ball by foot. Um, he's not going to cut you up. That's just great signs. We don't get a guy that's going to score this many hundreds with this big a ceiling and then not be in the top two tag targets. Yeah, not every team tags either. Um, and if they're going to yeah. tag Kelly, they're going to go to Kelly. They're going to go have the hard tag on Whitfield, you know, possibly. But Kelly, Kelly's the man. Yeah, I, I think it is. Kelly and Whitfield are certainly the top two that I'd be looking to to really try to impact. And because he's such a first-touch player, while he does have an inside and outside part to his game, predominantly he's been used as one of their first-touch ball winners. Um, I really do like Tim Taranto this year. And because he comes at a pretty popular multi-buy round in terms of our premiums, um, I see him being incredibly unique this year. And for AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, knowing that he's just come off the back of a 110-plus seasonal average, gosh, that that's incredibly exciting. You've got the Crouch Boys, Tom Mitchell, if he gets up. You've got the Bulldogs trio of Bontempelli, McRae, and Dunkley, who we spoke about just a couple of days ago. His GWS teammates through the midfield that there is a plethora of. He feels like he's going to slip quite low down on people's priority listings. And as such, that low ownership, Fox, could be enough of a reason to jump on. 
Yeah, that, that's why I like him in Super Coach. Like he's only priced at one hundred and two. Yeah, uh, you get you get a unique that goes ten. 10, 15 points more. Yeah, he's got a great start on any... That's if you start him. Um, he, I, I'd definitely look to him as an up, upgrade anyway if I didn't start him, which is it's pretty hard to start, you know, like four, five, primo, five, six primos in Supercoach, especially, say, you're going grunty gone. There's a lot of dollars gone there. So Certainly. it's pretty hard to get him into that uh, starting midfield personally. Yeah, getting him into that's going to be difficult and that is the thing that's going to cause people to move away, whether it's because of the fear of what an all-star GWS midfield, there's only so much ball to go around, which determines so many fantasy points to go around. I understand and I see that hesitation and I also understand why they look at all their round 14 premium options. You've got to rank them out and see where they go but if you are looking for a unique option, whether it be in-season to start or as an upgrade target, Keep a sneaky eye on Double T because I, I think he's the kind of guy that could be the perfect unique in your team. I would absolutely. It, it really reminds me of a lot of Luke Parker, mm. to be honest. Um, I don't know if he played basketball <laughs> when he was growing up. I know Pendleby's, he's got a little bit of Pendles about him, but he's just, he's just such a ball winner. Like at that young age, you know, 20, he's nearly up at 30 possessions a game at 22. Yeah. No. It. Yeah, I, I I like him. I'm going to be personally in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. One, watching how those guys all gel together through the Marsh preseason games, but I'll be keeping a keen eye on that ownership percentage because, again, I think there could be a great way to set your side apart if, indeed, um, there is no impact to scoring um, with the likes of Callan Ward coming in. I, I agree in Supercoach. I'm, I'm happy to upgrade him, but I see the value if someone wanted to go there too. So let's talk about drafts, um, Fox, before we wrap up this episode. Last year was ranked inside the top four um, for total points for our midfield options. So it's crazy to think that he probably won't be a selection inside the first round, but I I do see some coaches being hesitant to use their opening selection in the draft in him. That'd be good if they are hesitant because you'd you'd snap him up. I reckon he'd be an M an M two. Oh gosh, if you had him as your M two, you're obviously gone midfield, midfield, but gosh, what a start. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah he's too good to play. Um yeah, he's got he's gotta be he's gotta be in that second round. Look, I, I'm ser- if I had a late first round selection, I'd seriously consider him. Um, but there is no way in any draft format you get around to the end of everyone having their second selection. And, and if Taranto's still on the board, wow, like that'd be a fascinating draft to have watched. In terms of Supercoach, um, he'll, he'll be targeted a little bit later on in those formats. Probably the guys he's averaged around uh, is where he'll start to go. So guys like Kelly... Uh, the Crouch Boys, Elliot Yo. So he's currently ranked by average as the 25th midfielder. And if he goes there, Fox, does that put him as about an M2, M3? I really think he's undervalued. You know, you're valuing him on a 2019 average. I, yeah. I, I still reckon it's under, undervalued. So you'd be happy uh, as a third-round pick for yeah, you? Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd gun early for him. Should I ask yeah. if he's in a keeper league of yours? No, he's not. Okay, because I, I was smelling a little bit of keeper league bias coming through, but you just no, like him. No, there was only only bias was by a lucky Neil or a um, Matty Crouch. Yeah, to I, would, be honest. I would never have picked that. 
Um, all right, yeah, I, I'm probably a little bit later. I, I think from about the fourth round, I'd be looking at him. But again, you know, if I had him as my M2 in Supercoach, granted I'd done something else, you know, substantial with maybe my first or second pick in the other lines, I, I, I don't mind him being that high up as an M2, but M3 would be, gosh, that you'd feel really rock solid in your midfield, that's for sure. Um, given knowing what he can do. Hey, man, appreciate your thoughts today as we've talked about Tim Taranto. No worries, MJ, listeners. If you want to go and check out the article on him, it is there in full right now at coachespanel.tv. The links for how you can uh, get involved and get early access to these podcasts via our Patreon. We've just released, uh, I've actually just chucked up my super coach side with that format opening yesterday. Uh, I've thrown that in there so you can go and check that out now and see what I'm thinking about doing in super coach. Maybe we'll get some of the other coaches panel boys sharing their team reveals early for Patreon supporters only. Tomorrow, we get a little bit further into the 50 most relevant, and I can't wait to talk about this player with you.